This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Mart convenience stores conveniently located all across southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. So we're off to a great start today. Lovely Laura just said to me, why are you escalating? Which is always a good sign when you're getting ready to start your show, um, which means I'm a little snappy. I just got snappy with somebody that was calling my phone. I didn't even interact with the person because... I try not to be rude to people, but I was just like, why are they calling me? Leave me alone. I was trying to get on Twitter Spaces for the program today and setting everything up. And so here we are, Tennessee and LSU tonight at Thompson Bowling Arena. Sean Sinclair is here. We're a week away from what's going to happen up in the court, up in Greenville, which is probably the first of now that we have a chance to get some clarity here. And Marcos will be on with us next hour, but if you go over to tclub.team, you'll see that the opinion is that one of two things in this deal is going to happen. Uh, eventually, the NCAA and the states are going to win against the NCAA, which is what they were told. Now, whether that means next week uh, Tennessee and Virginia prevails in this skirmish here uh, is another story for another day. Tom Mars. Uh, who's um, been at this a long time, who's consulting Spire. Um, but Tom Morris tweeted out the following, which I, I I think regardless of what happens, at some point the NCA has to behave. I mean, if, they, if they're behaving like a rational actor and they're looking at what occurred yesterday in a court of law and they're looking at what happened with Cory Booker and uh, Marsha Blackburn yesterday on a federal level, with the government, if they're looking at the Dartmouth case, you know, one has to wonder, do I really want to pick this fight with Tennessee and some of these other schools? And it's something we'll talk about with Marcos because there's a lot of moving parts here. Um, in terms of what happened yesterday, and and we'll get into this. I, don't, I am not going to talk about this on today's show. I'm going to mention it off the top. Because people are wondering what's what. And we're trying to provide clarity here. And I'm trying to get clarity myself. And, you know, clarity in this stuff is very difficult. Because anytime you get into legalese, you get into doublespeak and jargon and everything else. Now, today, for the last couple days, we've had some specials to the uh, blog over at tclub.team that I have not written. We are providing the best coverage on this, bar none, uh, because I'm not afraid to ask for help. Uh, I never have been, and I never will be. Uh, but I do want to wish you a happy National Signing Day. Uh, Sean Sinclair, happy National Signing Day to you, among other things that they destroyed down through the years. So happy National Signing Day to you, Sean. We're at Smoky Mountain Brewery, Turkey Creek. There's a couple hundred people. Oh, we're not, and there's not a couple hundred people because college sports fans can't gather anymore because now we do that at Christmas time for some reason. Welcome in. 
Thank you, Tony. Happy signing day to you as well. Yep. Um, isn't it a great crowd today? Great crowd, isn't it? Times change. Things change. All you can do is uh, concern yourself what you can control Amen. and not what you can't control. So yep. it's okay as long as everybody else is dealing with the same thing. And, and certainly not everybody else is dealing with the NCA. But isn't that amazing? Uh, that's all, all you want is a level playing field. It's, uh, I'm not an attorney. Uh, but I, I think it's very interesting to me with regards to the NCA is the fact that the NCA is, is, is not a person, but there are real people there. And, you know, I think Mr. Baker, he was former governor of Massachusetts. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Uh, he was a very popular, um, governor there. And, uh, uh, so I can see where all the stuff came in before he was there. You have an enforcement arm, you know, that is, uh, that's what they do. Yep. And I think it would be very big of Mr. Baker to just say, okay, guys, let, let's just, let's just take a, let's take a powder here. Let's, let's see what's going on. Because yes. first of all, I can see where people want to bite back. You know, Tennessee has earned, Earned its uh, place right here, and with previous infractions, um, they looked like to be close to, uh, you know, perhaps competing for the competing. We we gone unscathed uh, to the general public, and it looks like we might be coming back. Uh, but also, the state of Tennessee has been extremely aggressive publicly to just ordinary people at the NCA that are just doing their jobs. Now they, no, none of them have the authority to just go out and say, "Who can we f with today?" They they're given directives, they're told what to look for, and then they go do their job. I'm sure they are good people, and they've just been put under the microscope here recently, very aggressively by the state and by the, um, uh, you know, through the courts, all this. So uh, let's have some compassion a little bit for these folks, but I do think it would be right for, uh. uh uh, powerful people to get calm in their thoughts and say, all right, okay, this is in flux. Yeah. This is crazy. Let's just go figure this out. Because, I mean, here you have a – you would you would not have – nobody accepts a job, accepts any position without knowing the conditions before they accept it. To suggest that a kid is going to going to select Tennessee – over Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, et cetera, and then start negotiations for NIL, that's beyond absurd. That's just that's silly. No one does that. No one does that in real life. You don't go up and purchase something from the grocery store without knowing how much it costs. That's, that's dumb. So the, the system needs to be overhauled. Uh, so I hope I hope cooler heads can prevail here. And we can work towards a solution if there is one. Yeah, and in the meantime, what happens next week, and we'll have Marcos on next hour, is highly significant because ten, what Tennessee, at the end of the day, is trying to do, and I'm going to put this in as plain English as possible, is at least play beat the clock with these people if they really want to see this through. And in the meantime, they want to hold on to Nico. That's what's at stake here. I'm going to put it in plain English for you. Beat the clock, hold on to Nico. Because if I can play beat the clock with them for the next couple of years, then so what? 
we'll be on to something else. You had that meeting with uh, the SEC and the Big Ten the other day, but we're going to walk you through this because it's very murky. But um, Tom Mars says the following, and again, he he consults Spire. Uh, he's a longtime NCAA attorney, and he's interesting to watch on this. Given the length of time that's passed since the NCAA conducted an allegation review board meeting and then met with Tennessee officials, which, by the way, that was nine days ago now, one has to wonder whether the NCAA has, quote, blinked and decided not to issue an NOA, notice of allegations, which is typically issued shortly after an ARB meeting, which is that meeting that took place last Monday where Donde Plowman basically closed her book, looked at the NCA investigation arm and said, uh, we're done. Excuse me? Yeah, we're done. I, I, we got it. Got the message here. Get out. So what we're looking at here is play the tape forward. And we'll have Marcos on next hour. And I'm not going to talk about this today. I'm, this is the last we're saying about till Marcos is on here in like an hour and 20 minutes. But the 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 way this is going to work is real simple. Okay, the judge is going to the judge is going to either find in favor of Virginia and Tennessee next week, which he may or may not do. It's a coin flip at this point. He may or may not. Some people misread what he said yesterday as oh yeah, next week that'll be the I'm finding it. No, what he said is the NCA, you're on the wrong side of this. Now, you might not be in my courtroom, but eventually you're on the wrong side of this. That's what he said. And he basically, if you read the opinion of what was handed down yesterday on our blog today by a couple of people that are in this type of stuff that want to help us, that want you that are Tennessee fans, but also want to provide clarity and don't want to give anybody hopes up or hopes dashed or whatever, um, essentially what you're looking at here is... He, the judge is saying to the state, if you want to win this particular case and stay these people off, you got to show more. you got to show me more next week. And he might be providing guidelines for him. He might, he, ultimately, he lives here, as Marcos said. You know, you're playing a home game. And I'm going to ask Marcos about that. Ultimately, that might be what he's doing. But let's say they find in favor of the NCAA. Now the ball's in the NCAA's court. Are they going to go forward with this silly-ass notice of allegations at a time where a kid at Georgia yesterday was showing off on social media his Lamborghini and were worried about a couple of flights. Now I want you to think about that for a second. Because one thing the judge said in there, and he put them on notice in a federal court, is you will be sued to the NCAA, you will be sued for damages, and they will recoup their damages. So you can go ahead, and he also said you are on the losing side of this. At the same exact time that was going on yesterday, Cory Booker and Marsha Blackburn, two people that probably politically couldn't be more further apart, came together and agreed on something, and that will absolutely red state, blue state, everybody hates the NCAA. Everybody. And as Sean was saying, those people are in, in, a, in a tough spot. I feel sorry for anybody that has a job there. Because at this point, what what are we doing? The enforcement arm, anyway. And then, of course, the NLRB thing. So they've got a lot on their plate right now, and it's getting more and more clouded. Tennessee's response to that, the fact that they're tied up in court now, the fact that they have a court case in California. And, and the court case in California 
is 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 back to compensatory damages as well. I've immersed myself in this, okay? I, I know way more about this than I want to know, but it's my responsibility to get immersed in it. I don't like doing this at a surface level when we're talking on the air. So if a subject presents itself, it's my job to immerse myself so you don't have to. My read on this, I don't have one because I don't. I have trouble picking games, let alone how a court case is going to go. But let's say he rules in fa- against Tennessee and Virginia next week, which could happen. I mean, it may or may not happen. I don't know, but it could happen. If he does and the NCAA decides to go forward, then Tennessee and Ver- Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, is going to immediately sue them. That's exactly what's going to happen. Now, in the, means, in the meantime, how much does that destabilize Tennessee if they get an NOA? Does that ultimately cause Nico and his people to say, see you later? I don't know. I'm of the belief, the longer I look at this, and I'm with Sean, he said this, I, I think that Tennessee came out of this thing pretty unscathed, the Pruitt stuff, and I think it pissed those people off. And I think somebody talked this Baker guy into doing this with Tennessee. And I think the Baker guy's a pretty smart guy. Like Sean said, he's a savvy politician. And at the end of the day, does a savvy politician, his first six months on the job, want to fight somebody else's fight? Right now, he's been drugging to somebody else's fight. But ultimately, does he want to fight somebody else's fight? My hope is that cooler heads will prevail. Everybody cools off. They let Nico play. We get to enjoy him. We get on with the next thing. The fact that we're even here right now is asinine. And Pat Forty's uh, behavior last night on the internet is an embarrassment he's officially an embarrassment but more power to him if he wants to be embarrassing and behave like a child in the meantime we're going to come back i want to talk with watson brown we're going to change the conversation we got super bowl coming up we also have i want watson to tell me where nico ranks because i'm telling you i love this guy i think he's the best player in the league i think he's unbelievable and that's, that's why Tennessee responded the way that they did as quick. They got the MVP on their football team. That's what Nico is. I, I believe that. The other thing I want to get into are the comments from Mincy, uh, who's now up in Kentucky. And, boy, is he, he's really found his voice there and an audience to listen to him. Of course, they can't play basketball at that school anymore. Um, they're irrelevant in the sport they love the most. But they got Mincy. They've got Mincy, and oh my gosh, look at him over there. He's out of breath as we continue with more right after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. 
Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. Hi, I'm Kurt Green. If you're looking for a great night of acapella music, all you've got to do is come out on the 24th, and you'll see us at the Cherry Theater, 7th Element. And you will have such a great time. I'm hoping that all of the community comes out and supports this wonderful concert. It's at 6 p.m. I don't want you to miss it because you can find it so easily on Eventbrite. And just look for 7th Element in France. You're going to love it. Get your tickets today. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. I bow thy head when I say thy name, because the great, the, easy for me, is I had a great, uh, in, I had a great intro I set up for you on the TLD Logistics Hotline, Watson, trust me, but my words got in the way, as uh, Gloria Estefan once said, and uh I bring you in against the backdrop that, man, am I glad we got some football to talk about. And this Super Bowl is going to be a lot of fun. Cinco's Kansas City Chiefs are back in it again. And Patrick Mahomes, you know, we didn't talk about this last week. This guy is like maestro of all maestros. Where do you rank him in terms of quarterbacks in the game right now, um, uh, Watson? In the, game, in the game now, one. Uh, in the game all time, too, I put him behind Brady. I just think he's that good. And, and especially if he wins this one, I put him behind Brady. I think this is a big one for him. And, uh, you know, he better enjoy it because I don't know how much longer Andy Reid will be around. And it's just like that Brady Belichick. I'm not sure yep. it happens without both of them together, any of that. And I think I feel the same way about the Chiefs. I think it took, it's taken both of them. And the minute one of them is gone, I think the other one's not going to be near as good. Sean was on here last week saying that, in his mind, the Chiefs basically played this season to get into the tournament. And then when they got into the tournament, they found another gear. And I think that's probably an accurate read on on what's happened here. Yeah, and I think, Tony, I think he's dead on. I think the, the, the change, personnel change, when they went to two tight ends late in the season as their base personnel grouping, made a huge difference, and they started running the ball much better. And then you get different personnel groupings on defense, which then puts Travis Kelsey back on linebackers and big safeties. And that's and now he's back at a major advantage again. Uh, but you look at the – it's a great comparison, and Sean's right. You look at college football's championship game, two undefeated teams. You look at – the NFL championship game, a lot of losses between the two teams. And it's just a different sport. It's so much more competitive and equal in the NFL than it is college football. So I think what these teams are learning, and it's a longer season, much longer season, is just get in. We don't got to just win the division. Now, the teams that aren't as good, they got to work all year. But we're not saying you give up on games. But you don't you don't get highs and lows. You, I think the good coaches keep them very even kill. Okay, we're all right. We've got three losses, but we're all right. We got four losses. We're all right. 
And I think they're learning. That's what the Bucks did. If you remember, the Bucks barely got in when Brady, and then they win the Super Bowl. So I think that's kind of the the going thing to me. Get hot at the right time. It's a little bit like March Madness. It's one of the reasons why Watson and I tell my NFL fan friends this, and they get angry with me. But they say, "Man, did you watch that game last night in September?" And I say, "No, I didn't. I yep. I don't have the bandwidth to watch NFL football in September because in September that's still their training camp." And I don't try and be funny when I say that, but they don't hit anymore in camp. No. The game doesn't clean up till you get to the month of October, and the game really doesn't matter till you get to late November, early December. That's when you see who's what, where, and yep. who's progressing. And my Eagles, look, my Eagles won the first eleven weeks. What was that worth? Uh, zero. Okay, that's that's a perfect, perfect example of what I'm talking about. Uh, Chiefs started slow. Stayed slow, but hung in there. Kept winning enough games to be around, and and uh, then hit it. And uh, the, the Eagles went the other way. It, the NFL is nothing but about playoffs, and and that's it. College football is fixing to be that for the first time ever. Uh, it's just get in. And now with it four, you had to be zero or maybe one loss. With twelve, it, 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 the game's going to not be as important all the time early in the year. It'll help. I've always thought Tennessee yep. playing Florida that early was not a good situation for either one of them. Mm-hmm. For either one of them, and because the winner is hanging in there, and the loser's already in behind eight ball. I mean, and now it, that won't matter as much. And uh, you can get in with two losses. I think with twelve teams. A one for sure, and I think some of the better teams playing in the big leagues will get in with two losses. Yeah, two or maybe three. Like an Alabama with a three sitting there on yeah. the line, you know, a name like that. Yeah, a Michigan Ohio with State, a three, Alabama. an Ohio yeah. State with a three, maybe a Tennessee that draws a big crowd. Because after all, this is a TV show we're talking about, too, when, we come, yeah, when it comes to college NFL. ball. Same thing with the NFL. You think they're, the NFL ain't been pulling for the Chiefs to win with – with Mahomes and Andy Reid and, and Taylor Swift and Kelsey, and you think the NFL wasn't pulling for those guys? What a circus. Yeah, big time, but they love it. Eyeballs. So you're going to go for your quarterbacks, This is a, and you're, you're a guy who's taught some great ones down through the years, and you know the position. You're going to go Brady, one, Mahomes, two. Who's three? Where's my boy? Where's my boy? How far down till we get? Because you got some recency bias in here. If you keep my man Joe Montana off your list, I, I probably got Joe two today, but I think if if Mahomes wins, he passes him. I, I that's what I said. I, I believe he gets the two, and I think they're going to win the game. Um, but it's going to be a great game. I'm telling you, the 49ers are playing good too now, and and they're front runners. If it if it were to get if they get the good lead early, they're at their best because they can rush that passer. If they get behind and the other team's running the ball, it's hard on them. So I think early in this game is going to be a big part of it. But if if Mahomes win this one, I pass him Montana. If not, I still put Montana and then Mahomes. Um, hey, Cinco, who's your uh, who's your number one quarterback of all time in your lifetime that you've seen? Well, I have to put Brady. Yeah, just because of the numbers. I mean, I, I want to ask Sean. You, you judge uh, yeah. quarterbacks on one one thing. I, I agree you don't with judge other positions, but you judge quarterbacks on one thing. It is crazy the the number and then the fact that he went to Tampa 
and won with that team where they hadn't done well, anything, that, that, that you know, that and itch. played well in doing it. Uh, Cinco, who's your who's your guy? Who's your who's your one quarterback? I I don't think you can go anywhere but Tom Brady. I mean, it's a uh, and being a lifelong Chiefs guy, uh, you would think I'd be all <clears throat> all about Mahomes. I'm still not sold on him, to be honest with you. Um, it's uh, as far as as far as all time greats, he's obviously very good, and he's showing now that you know what kind of player he's. And I think he's maturing as a quarterback and as a leader with all the nonsense that goes on around with his brother and all that other stuff. But I think this year he's finally maturing, winning games on the road, coming back, uh, and uh, and uh, settling in with some very young, inexperienced receivers. But uh, I've always I've always thought Montana was the real deal. I loved him. Um, uh, but I, I would go uh, Brady, Montana. Uh, I'm, it's just not coming to me right now. Yeah. But but all those guys, I don't, you know, gee, many Christmas. I mean, back in the day, I was a huge Roger Staubach fan. I loved him. Uh, I loved, I know he didn't win, but, you know, like, I would put Tarkington into the uh, Dan Marino category. He's a gamer, man. Yeah, because I, I, Dan Marino was the best passer I've ever seen. There's a whole um, list of those guys that never won one. Yeah, there's a list of those guys, Sean, that never won one. That are that's a great list of, of great uh, players. And, I, and you know, you can't come on. I mean, a Tennessee guy, Peyton Manning may be the best field general out there. But yep. but then again, this this uh, Rodgers and Favre, Packers. I mean, it's. I'm glad I don't have to pick. I'm glad Brady has what seven rings. It just makes it a, a default fallback on him, and then everyone else is just. Unreal. They're just all great. Well, I, I can't argue either one of them. Watson, I argue with my son all the time. Did Brady make Belichick or did Belichick make Brady? Which one? They made each other 100%. They made each other. I don't think Belichick can win without Brady. Brady could have. He proved by going to the Bucks that he could win. But I, I just I just, I feel the same thing about Mahomes and Reed. Andy Reed has been so important in yeah. Mahomes' career. So important because he's he's a quarterback friendly coach. He's grown him. Yep. He just knows how to do it and yep. make them successful. And yep. so I just don't think they could do it without each other. And that's why I think this game is so big to Patrick Mahomes. So big. I saw a note this the other might day. Be his last one. Well, I, can win. I saw a note the other day about Reed. You talk about him, and he's you know he's easy to make fun of. He kind of makes fun of himself, and he's you know sort of heavy, and he's self deprecating, and he's really boring and. uh news conferences where he kind of grunts and groans and he says he's got to do a better job and they made fun of him to philadelphia for the, all those reasons and they got tired of him but the truth is this is a guy who went to championship games now which i love that championship game to me it's like to me it's like uh, when you play in one of those you're to me it's like you're playing for an old afl or nfl championship that's how i've always looked at it those that's a high level if you can get to that game you get to one of those conference championships, you've done a hell of a job. Well, Watson, he took McNabb there. He took um, uh, the guy that used to be at San Francisco, if it walks like a duck. What's his name, Brian? What's the guy's name that played quarterback at San Francisco? Garcia. He took Alex Smith there, and now he's taken Mahomes there several times. That's four different quarterbacks to different, two different NFC and, and different Michael AFC. Vick too. And Michael Vick. But other than that, he's not really good at it. Other than that, you know, this guy's not a good coach. Well, and look at the different style of quarterbacks. And he was always 
the thing I preached to you all about that I've always believed, that don't make it right, but it's something I've always believed, is you first got to do what your quarterback can do, period. You start there, and and you've got to run quarterback-friendly stuff, and, and, and it's not always the same kind of stuff. Each quarterback's different, so I've always put him up there real high. I mean, real high. And the more he keeps winning right now, the higher he goes. And I just, I just got a feeling if it's not after this game, if they win it, it's not far. It may be another year away, but I don't think he's going to be around much longer. So we'll see. And this, this was going to be a, 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 a tough one. I mean, uh, San Francisco is very, very good. And, and, um, it's it's if they can run the ball like they've been running it lately, I think they're going to win the game. But if they can, and that forty nine rush starts now, it's a different world for Patrick. Hey, coach, uh, you 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 just said something about uh, Andy Reid and Mahomes, and if being the combo. And if you go back and look at the now, Manning was a f- number one pick. Um, I'm not sure how much he and Tony Dungy uh, are that same kind of symbiotic deal. But if you take a look at um, Montana wasn't a high draft pick, and you had the great Bill Walsh. Yeah. Um, uh, you and, and I, again, I don't know. You know, you had the stability of the Steelers with uh, Terry Bradshaw. Uh, you know, uh, Drew Brees got into an effective system, uh, and then you know took off, and then they and then Peyton kind of used his uh, used his skills with him. Uh, on and on, you had um, uh, you know with the, the Favre and Holmgren and. All these other guys, uh, you know, that produced Andy Reid and these guys. Uh, it, it, I, th- I think that's well worth looking. Brady, we all know, six round draft pick, I guess, with Belichick. Um, it is a wonder that the coach really does have a lot because you could name so many first round draft quarterbacks, uh, but you really can't because they're forgettable right now. Two things with that, and I think you're dead on. Two things. Number one, I don't think these. Organized franchises are, have been great at judging quarterbacks. And I do think it's the hardest position to judge mm. on who to take. I do. I think it's very hard. And, and, uh, you, ju- you, somehow you need to get to know the, the inner piece of these guys instead of just watching them perform with, with physicality is the it factor is there's just a few of them that got it. And, that's why everybody's hunting it, and I think they miss on that a lot. So, yeah, I do. And I do think the guys coaching them figure them out, and then when they get to stay with them for a long period of time, then the, then the guy just gets better and better and better. If they keep changing coaches or changing offenses or, or a new coordinator, but whoever, but if they stay together, look what happens when they do that. Brett Favre uh, and his coach, uh, uh, it, it's amazing, and I say this about Peyton. I'm not sure Peyton wouldn't be number one if it wasn't for Brady. He, they had to, a lot of it's luck of the draw. They had to go through the Patriots to get there every time, and man, that's not easy. And they got so close so many times that. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure Peyton didn't have the. It, it wouldn't have been that guy. Couldn't have been Brady. He just they couldn't. Their team could not get through the Patriots. You know, I felt blessed enough to have seen Joe Montana play live in the old veteran stadium when they when they brought the um, Niners in and we brought um, we brought bags in uh, for the second half, uh, which I'm sure will surprise you to put over our head after we got blown <laughs> out. And um, 
We st- we, <laughs> we still laugh about that to this day. But seeing John Taylor, see, yeah, seeing John Taylor run wide open on that turf uh, will never be forgotten by the living fan. But the last time out at Baltimore, uh, Mahomes did some things on the field that looked like Joe Montana. And it kind of yeah. dawned on me then. Montana wasn't a strong arm guy, kind of like him. Montana like beat you with his guile and his heart and his head as much as he did his physical skills. And Mahomes is like that too. It's yeah. uncanny, isn't it? Yeah, I, I love the guys that beat you so many different ways. And one one time it might be the arm. One time it's it, it's the legs. One time it's the scramble. Mm-hmm. One time, the next game, it's stepping up in the pocket and throwing underneath a rusher. The, the good ones can do all those things. All those things. And that's why Brady, to me, was so different and yet so good. He couldn't do all those things. But he could still beat you. Uh, his mind was so strong. I mean, just his competitive spirit and mind was just so strong. And, and he was on a good team. And I just think... Everybody says, well, he's better than Peyton. I don't know. He was on a better team than Peyton for all those years. The the Patriots were really good most of that time on defense. Really good. Really good defense. And and that was Belichick's deal, and Tom ran the offense, and and uh, that's just why they were so good. It's, it's such a fine line, Tony. It's such a fine line of all that. Y'all mentioned so many great quarterbacks. But, man, it's so hard to get there and, and win the big ones. It's so hard. You know. So hard. I wanted to make a point about Manning. He, I believe, went to four Super Bowls with four different offensive coordinators <laughs> and yeah, three different I mean. head coaches. Yep. And he won. He actually played in, I guess he won a Super Bowl with different fran- with different franchises. So, I also think that's something that you can't overlook. No. No. I, I, I'm not sure he wouldn't be number one. And he's high on my list, but he can't be at the top because he just didn't win enough of them. But I just, I just take up for him so much because they, it was always the Patriots that knocked them out. That's who it was every time in the AFC. It was the Patriots and, and it's just so hard. And he beat the Patriots a couple times too. Yes, he did. You gotta remember that. What was his record, Brian, against them in the playoffs? Do you know off the top of your head? I think he was maybe. Close to around maybe 500 is yeah. actually better than you think. Yeah, look that up. That would be interesting to see. Cause, and as Watson said, at that level, see, that's why the guy in Baltimore, I don't trust him because he's not going to win in the playoffs. The guy yeah, that's, that's a quarterback in Baltimore, God bless him, he's modern-day Randall Cunningham. And I love Randall Cunningham. He's my favorite Eagle quarterback of all time. Special talent, ran around, but he wasn't going to beat you in the playoffs. And that's... There's just a difference, and I and it's like undef- it's hard to define. This Mahomes guy, like you were talking about it, Watson, whatever that it thing is. I mean, he was just making plays the other day, and he doesn't have anybody around him. And, and they were different. It's crazy, and they were different kinds of plays. He different was doing kind, it with his head. Kind of you know, yes. And, and he's not think, that uh, fast, but some they don't seem to ever catch him. No, but at all crazy arm angles. And he looks like a duck oh. out there. He's got that funny-looking head and the way he runs, and he's kind of pigeon-toed. And he doesn't look like he should be able to, to do what he's doing, but 
He's unreal. I mean, he's unreal. The year he beat the Titans in the uh, AFC Championship game, the Titans were very good. The Titans started very well in that game, and he just basically snapped his finger and said, that's it for you guys. Sorry. I know you think you're on the Super Bowl, but you're not. Did it in the fourth quarter. Titans wouldn't lead the whole game. Yeah. And out out playing them. And you could see they were a better team. But the kid just willed it. If you remember the... The last touchdown, best I remember, was a run that a run. was unbelievable. Him getting in the end zone, a run. It was a great run, like a forty yards. Run. Like he went, yeah. he went side to yeah. side and wouldn't be yeah. tackled, and was reading blocks. And I mean, he's just. I think Tony and John. I think there's so many guys that quarterback that things held them back, but yet they they that, that don't matter. You either won or you lost. I, the the Dolphins those years. Mm. Uh, they are only throwing the ball. You, you nearly can't win Mm-mm. in the playoffs consistently that late in the year in places you got to go play with the weather, and you just can't win throwing it. And they never wanted to develop any form of run with him, and but yet he's a great player, just a great player. Sometimes it's who you're playing. I've always said it's not just your team. It's your team against who you're playing. Who's the better team? And nine times out of ten, the better team does win in football. In other sports, sometimes that's not true. But in football, if you're the better team, you usually win the game. And yet, if we don't look at teams with quarterbacks, we look at the quarterback. Well, he never won a Super Bowl. But it was maybe there's a lot of reasons for that. Who'd you have to go through? What's your offensive style? Uh, so many things. I always loved Dan Fouts. But they threw so much, they, they couldn't. They can win a lot of games, but they couldn't win the big ones. You just can't do it throwing at the throwing the ball every down. He was so fun, though. Oh, John Jefferson and those goggles. Charlie Joyner, man, come on, those old helmets. What was the tight end? Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow. Some was a solo show. Just great games and a great. He was a great player, but yet never considered that because he, he just. Couldn't win, couldn't win the big ones. All right, who you got Sunday? America's me watching these goofy commercials and Usher and everything else. I'm I'm be trying to watch football while that's going on. Yeah. Who do you have Sunday? I'm I'm going Chiefs. I am I, I, I'm uncomfortable with it because I think mm. this is going to be one of our better Super Bowls. And man, it's hard to win back to back Super Bowls. Mm. Doesn't happen very often at all. That and and the Forty ers are really good. And if the game goes in their style away. If they can get off to a good start, but I go back to the not just Patrick, but the Chiefs defense. I think I'm right about this. You can look it up. I don't think they've given up over 28 points this year. They've been I mean, this, insane in the this playoffs. Could be a high, this could be yeah. a high scoring game. They've been so good in the playoffs, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brian has a number for us that's very interesting on this Manning uh, Brady discussion that's kind of gotten lost to time, to Sean's point, because Brady's won so many championships. But go ahead, Brian. Brian, mute yourself. Brian has a number for us here. Well, I'll just tell you. He said that Manning. Go ahead, Brian. I want you to tell it. Manning is three and one versus Tom Brady in conference championship games. Wow. I believe he is maybe three and three. I think he's beaten Brady every time he faced him after the first two that he knocked him out in. So it's actually that's, better that's than you surprising. think. That's very surprising. Yeah. Went to the Super Bowl. So that means that more, and they didn't have to go through the Colts to do it. Very surprising. Years. That's surprising. That means that they must have lost some other games to not not get there and yes. win more championships. That's they right. Lost to some other people. That's right. That's right. That's um, interesting. Which is you, which is another credit in the Mannings cap to me. 
What do you make of, as, as we're doing Wednesdays with the great Watson Brown here, who I love, what do you make of the fact that this Cheryl Mincy guy has really been talking, and he thinks he's talking trash, but he he said, uh, he gave a quote the other day, and he was he's really been talking, social media, in the media, he's up at Kentucky, he said, um, I love the underdog, we're going to bust him in the mouth. We can, um, uh, and and he said about um, about playing in Knoxville. He said, um, "I'm not going to be out of breath uh, this year. <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing and not being out of breath." Uh, he says, "You don't have to run a hurry up no more." So I guess I won't be out of breath. I like this offense. It's going to get me ready for the NFL using NFL terminology in a pro-style offense. Is he um, is he sliding hypo there? Like, what do you make of those comments? Uh, he doesn't really know, and I'm not taking shot. He just doesn't understand that it's not true. The, for an offensive lineman, all the terminology is a joke. They don't listen to all that. All they listen to is the play itself. And a protection, that's all they need to hear. It might be 60, uh, or a run, 24, 25, whatever, right, to, right or left. They have to learn that. They don't, all that other terminology means nothing. All the motions and shifts and, and the, the difference in the NFL, Tony, through these years is if you're going to be a fast paced guy, your terminology has to be very few words. And, so in the NFL, you, a drop back pass might be 60, 235, flare, a circle. And that might be in college called 60 dig. It's one word. And, uh, so if you want to change the, the route of tad, you go dig Z7 or dig X4, you know, but so the, the reason the pros don't run the fast pace all the time is uh, this came from way back and they tell me the reason the wordy terminology is when these te- players would change teams and go to somebody else the terminology was pretty much the same that they they walk in and then the way you called a pass pattern you called all three receivers routes and then the two backs so you called everybody's route and so it made it simpler for these guys changing teams and uh, they stuck with that from Bill Walsh all the way through. And the college game, because of the speed teams, it's it's not wordy. But an offensive lineman, he, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's, so he's wrong about that. The second thing that's that he's going to un, not understand until he does it is by going fast, you in the about middle of the third quarter, you're in condition to do that because you practice that all the time. By the middle of the third quarter, the guy you're going against ain't the same player anymore, and he's wore out, and he's not going to feel that at Kentucky or the NFL. They're not wore out because they're going slower. It's a it's a different process. The other thing he's going to learn, it's a lot simpler defense when you go fast because they can't play a lot of stuff. You got to get lined up, make a quick call, and go. And so it's a lot simpler when you're a speed team than than it's not. So there are pl- there are things. I agree. He won't be as tired, but he's not near as tired as he thinks. He might be winded, but he's not tired because he's in great condition. But and and that's other plus for going fast is you do it every day. These teams you're playing, 
do it, try to do it in three days' time. And there's no way to get that kind of conditioning done. So I disagree with him. I don't. I don't think the Tennessee. I've seen where they're saying, well, the Tennessee offense doesn't prepare you for the NFL. That is not true. I will say, all my good players that went to the NFL, they come back and I say, what was the toughest thing? And they they did say the skill players said terminology because we were so simple in words and it's so wordy in the NFL. I had to get used to that. I will say that. But an offensive lineman, I don't think that's true. Watson Brown, you're my main man. Much love to you. Greatly appreciate you taking some time for us. Next week, I want to unpack on here. Uh, Nico, I want you to look at the quarterbacks in the SEC, starting quarterbacks projected, and I want you okay. to rank him for me next week, all right? Let's do that. We, yeah. And we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about the big game and your favorite commercial and your favorite uh, time they showed Taylor Swift in the box. As you get old, Tony, in the commercials, I'm usually going up and get, having to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> you said it, I didn't. Thank I try, you, brother. I try, to, I try to time that out the best I can. Thank you. Have a great day. Good to see you. Well, you know what's funny? I People say to me, and Watson Brown's the best, people say to me, what was your favorite commercial in the Super Bowl? And I'll go, I have no idea. Because I'm there to watch a game. I'm not about you, Sean, or you, Brian. I... I don't retain that stuff. I don't. I just. I uh, I boycott watching the commercials. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Just because. I might if uh, if Nance and Romo get to be too much, I might flick it on the slime bowl. Who's calling the slime bowl, Bry? Over on Nickelodeon. I don't even know what that is. What? They have a kids' version of this thing. Yeah, I, I don't, three different I ways don't to watch it. To that. You can watch it on. I think Paramount has a thing you can watch it on. They've got their own stream, and then Nickelodeon, who's owned by Viacom. I need they, to get out more. Yeah, they have a, a children's version of this thing where they have slime. Do you ever play with slime, Bry, when you were a kid? You don't strike me as a yeah. You don't strike probably, me as a, you don't I strike me as did, a slime person. When we come back, Plato. When we come back, the whiz is going to cometh. We are close to thirty-five years. Thirty-five years. What's little, little low? Thirty-five, thirty. Uh, when the whiz did his thing, what was the date on that? When the whiz went off against it was in. It was around Valentine's Day, wasn't it? Nineteen eighty-seven. When the whiz went off on Auburn, Sink, were you there? Eighty-six. Were you 86. there? Were you there, Cinco? I believe that was 86. Okay. And were you there? I was. If he would have had a three-point line, the whiz, how many points could he have scored in his day? That that night, a lot. That was in the old. That was in Stokely and uh, with that crazy floor they had, the yep. composite rubber floor or whatever. Yep. And um, I wasn't really... I wasn't really up to date. Freshman year in college, mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't really up to date on all that stuff, but uh, Fred Jenkins was was a point guard. The great Fred Jenkins. Rob, the great Rob Jones. Oh, bow your head. They had some cool players. That's Girl. when. Uh, that's when. Uh, that's, uh, also, in that freshman class was uh, not only Mark but Roth and uh, yep. Travis Henry. Yep. And uh, the the Soul Glow King himself, Die Ron Nick. The greatest hair. And uh, and, uh, and, and that, another one is uh, oh Elvin Brown. I think was his name. The great Elvin Brown. Who I believe is at East Tennessee State now in admissions. 
but uh, or was at one point. But uh, it's great, great stuff. Good memories. We're going to come back with the Wiz. The Wiz has a son, Ron Rico, who grew up here, played hoops, played college ball, and then went on is now in the coaching profession. He coaches for LSU. So we have a lot to talk about the Wiz. His son's here tonight, today, tonight. Uh, the Wiz was telling me he had a chance to see him yesterday, which is awesome. Uh, and the Wiz is going to come on. and We're going to talk about Connect, this Tennessee team, what he sees the whole shebang. And then Marcos Garza coming up as well uh, in hour two on what we saw yesterday, what we might see next Wednesday. And then we'll get some calls in. And remember, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime tonight, 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 race fans, race fans, race fans. As soon as Tennessee and LSU goes final tonight, but we'll take a brief time out. We'll be taking your calls. So lots going on. Little time to get there. More after this. This is Coach Trader's dog from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. 
The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. <clears throat> oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. As we welcome you back, it's hour two, but we had to juggle our guest here on the TLD Logistics Hotline. So Marcos Guards are going to join us first, and then the Wiz, the Wiz, and then we'll get into some phone calls. But uh, Sean Sinclair is here, Brian Hartman as well, Tennessee Hoops tonight. With LSU, as soon as the game goes final, tclub.team, click it on. And you'll be able to listen or make the switch to Twitch if you want to watch the show tonight. Or over um, at, uh, where else, Fakebook Live. And then the other place uh, is to see us at uh, Twitter Spaces. More spaces and more places with Twitter Spaces tonight as well. So lots and lots of ways to see, hear, interact, get involved with the program. In the meantime, Cinco, what do you make of uh, Mincy's comments that Watson Brown said are, that, you know, he said this guy's in for a Rick Rude awakening when he plays in an offense like Kentucky's. If he thinks it's going to be a walk in the park compared to playing in Tennessee's offense. But uh, your thoughts on Mincy, Sean, 
and and g- give me your sense of uh, his comments. Well, I'm not sure how wise it is to be a. I mean, at best, he's an average player. At best, I mean, at times, JJ uh, Crawford took his spot. He's okay. I mean, but he's, uh, you know, he was easily, you know, if if he was, he was the first, he was the first one to check out of the game. You know, who knows if he was hurt or injured or not feeling good, feelings hurt. Who knows? And then you're going up to that, you know, loser school for football. Um, talking about, I mean, they just, I don't know where he's, apparently he's not great on current events because they just lost their offensive coordinator. And then you got Mark Stoops running the show. It's a potential, it's a, it's, it's a perennial beatdown when UT plays them. And then not only that, hello, you're going up against James Pierce. Who knows everything you got from practice? And he's arguably the best defensive pass rusher in the game. That's a that's. I have a feeling he's going to pull a uh, Walter Nolan and check out right before that game. Would you encourage him? Would you would you encourage them? They brought in Life Flight to get him off the field, and then you know he's back healthy. Would you would you encourage Sean them to use help? When uh, with James Pierce, keep it back in. Would that be encouraged? You think? I, I would encourage them to find a different tackle than Mincy when we play them. That's just me. It's so uh, the nature of this stuff. Think about Mincy, right? He is such a modern day college football player because, like to your point, I mean, he's a Division One athlete, so we respect that. He works hard, right? We respect that. But at the same Does time. He? At the same time, he's kind of a replacement-level player. Uh, Florida got kind of tired of him. He got tired of them. So that bed was too, whatever that bed was, CJ at the bed store. Too soft, too hard, too whatever. Then he's over, um, after that, he's over at Tennessee. That bed was too hard, too soft, too whatever. And now he's up to Kentucky. I mean, three schools in four years, that's not a bad That's not a bad, bad work if you can get it, I guess. Maybe he'll like it there. Who knows? Playing well, there's no pressure on him to win up there, so yeah, it, yeah it's going to be easier. Playing against the max schedule. Yep. Brian, the, uh, our neighbors to the north are not handling that beatdown uh, in hoops too well. The, the narrative is that... Uh, Tennessee and Alabama have basically stolen their thunder in the league, that they're a borderline runaround car at this point under John Calipari, who's CFL, Bri, coach for life. CFL, Bri. Yeah, and Auburn, don't forget about Auburn, who is also probably, you could argue, has been a better program since. I think since the, in the 2020s, I believe Kentucky's won one NCAA tournament game. That was last year. Yep, yep, In yep. four seasons or something like that. And Tennessee, I believe, has won three. So it's almost like Tennessee right now is the better program. And Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn have won more SEC championships, be it tournaments, be it regular season in the last few years than Kentucky. And also, Sean, one more thing to mention, Rodney Garner staying, I think that's big. I think also with the secondary being sort of a concern that it's good to have a defensive line coach who has coached his guys up and who has got that unit playing as, as the best on the defense and who's a veteran like that. So I believe that's huge for that reason. 
And not only that, he's got the he's got a, a wealth of uh, pass rushing talent to work with and, and good young prospects. So I think his daughters are still here. He likes it here. Uh, I'm not sure why you go work for uh, Hugh Freeze. That that doesn't make sense to me at all. So yeah, I'm glad he's staying. Hey, kudos to Hugh Frieza for trying to make some gangsta moves, you know. He made a gangsta move on LSU. Uh, he did pretty well in the transfer portal, as we knew he would. Uh, and I think Hugh Freeze, with what happened at Alabama, I think they'll win their fair share against Alabama. I think he'll win down there, Sean, don't you? Long term. Jimmy Drums, please. Jimmy Drums, Tom. Uh, what do you think, Sean? You buying or selling Hugh Freeze at, at Auburn long term? Winning down there. Did I lose Sean? All right, let's go back to our phones. I'm waiting. I'm awaiting uh, Marcos Garza joining us. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and head to our phones without further ado and get our first call in. Hello and welcome. You're live on the show. Hey, Tony. Hey, Sean. It's Richie. How you guys doing? Hey, Richie. Welcome in. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. Just hurt, you know, all this. Uh, first of all, you know, obviously great win on Saturday. Don't want to take too much thunder away from, you know, that uh, scoring 100 points in Rupp Arena. But I, I was calling in about the uh, current situation with the NCAA. Yeah, the one thing go for it. that kind of concerns me, being, a, being an attorney and seeing how this works, uh-huh. is if the judge looks at the primary victim in this case, I know that he's not a party technically, but let's just be honest, this whole thing – Ultimately, I think the NCAA would feel like this was a win if I think their ultimate goal is to get Nico out of the University of Tennessee. I do, and too. Put him somewhere else. Yeah, I do, that, too. That, and I think game. they think that. I think Tennessee thinks that as well. But go ahead. That That's end game. Yep. He is not necessarily, while Tennessee would be, could be, could be, could lose something out of that. I think he's got if, if he gets a free transfer and can sign an NIL deal with I don't know Alabama Ohio State mm-hmm. um, I don't see that he's out anything at all mm-hmm. Tennessee might be mm-hmm. but he isn't and therefore the NCAA can say hey we're we're still helping student athletes we just don't want him to play here and so. I guess that's my biggest concern with this whole deal. And while I think it's petty and I think it's silly that that's what they're doing, and I don't think that's in the spirit of what they're trying to do and certainly has nothing to do with amateurism, it feels like that's all this is truly about. And if the judge looks at it from a perspective of the student athlete being the one whose rights are being infringed upon, I don't necessarily know that him not playing at Tennessee is going to be a true detriment to him because I think there are already people, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of those people are encouraging this litigation by the NCAA who are ready to accept him who don't have quarterbacks. I don't think anybody else is peripherally involved in it. I think this is a deal where... Somewhere along the line, the NCAA decided Tennessee didn't suffer enough. I think this guy's too good. Uh, I'm not just to be honest. I was on George Plaster yesterday, and he, you know, look, and he's an old head like me. And he knows a lot of administrators in college sports and has a bunch of people on his program and this, that, and the other down through the years. Hall of Fame broadcaster. But he, he said, you know, the thing people understand about the NCAA is 
you you guys use a term in law, right? Rational actor. Like how how would a rational actor behave? Mm-hmm. A, a rational actor in this case would not be in a court of law, knowing that they're risking everything over some petty uh, grievance with the University of Tennessee because the Tennessee ha- has an it quarterback. That's what's going on. If that was Joe Milton out there. Richie, you practice law. Do you think we would be in this spot right now if that was Joe no, Milton, the quarterback? I mean, no. Yeah, reasonable person standard should be used. Right. Applying this. Right. And I certainly don't think that the the not the uh, restraining order not being granted yesterday is certainly not an emergency situation. Uh, but I think it's important for Tennessee to be able to show on some level this is going to be not only disadvantageous for themselves, but also disadvantageous for their student-athletes. Not only NICO, but also the effect it has on other student-athletes. And let's just be honest. Um, I believe these offensive linemen that signed NIL deals that decided to stay at the University of Tennessee instead of pursuing options in the NFL where they could maybe be drafted or could get a free agency contract came back because they knew that we had a future first or second round star quarterback and they could get paid and maybe win a championship and do something special. Right, And I think that that has to be part of their consideration, too, is not just the effect that it has on Nico, but the effect that it has on the other student-athletes on campus. But like you said, I mean, we've got one other scholarship quarterback. So it, it will have a negative impact not only on, on the University of Tennessee and their football program, but also the prospective you know, players on that team and, and why they came back for another season. And so I don't know how much you want to get into that, but I think it's certainly that you should certainly consider because, you know, we all like to think that we're individuals and our lives are in a vacuum, but the reality is what affects us affects all the people around. So, and and essentially, and essentially what they said yesterday is you can't show damage because they didn't, the NCA hasn't come at you yet with a, a notice of allegations. So until you get that, you want us to do what in this court? Which I kind of get that. Okay, that's fine. The thing about what's going to happen on Wednesday is if if the state is successful, great. You stave them off. If the state is not successful, then the NCA has to, at that point, say, okay, do we really want to jump in this? Because if we jump in it, that court has already told us these kids are going to sue us for whatever but then again how do you show damages so i don't know now i'm getting into something i'm not familiar with but yeah and quantify all that stuff but here here's where we are it's very very speculative yeah tennessee is going to sue them anyway at the end of this because if they get an noa at the end of this a notice of allegations tennessee's are immediately going to go to a court but at that point you're destabilized as a program if it gets to the point where they issue you and NOA on the back side of that, Richie, and that's my concern. That's a thing that I'm 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 afraid of and I and I just don't I just don't understand what's in it for the NCA. They're they're in their they're in their death throes here, you know? I, I just don't get it. Well I, I think the, the agreement between the Big Ten and the SEC certainly helped that he that Sankey's sort of moving behind the scenes working on that plan. Because, I mean, if I'm the NCAA, I mean, the first thing I'm thinking when he's doing that is they're looking to start taking decisions away from us. I mean, that's the whole purpose. Which is good. 
It's, I would think yeah, they'd welcome that. Yeah, I would, th- and I would think they would welcome yeah. that. Everybody wants. Uh, I would think yeah. so too. Yeah, but also from Tennessee's perspective, I would think that would be a positive thing. Was maybe he's saying, you know, okay, well, if y'all continue to not act like a reasonable person and not act right. like you said a rational actor, yes, and continue to you know go after our schools, we're prepared to lock arms and go against you. You know, the two biggest brands in all college football with the Big Ten and the SEC. Right. And not only, and here's the thing that the SEC and the Big Ten can do, that the, the, the NCAA should be worried about, is, look, I love March Madness, and I want to keep it, but if, but our big our big cash cow is football. And if you threaten the NCAA, that's where you hit them, is with threaten to take away your schools from March Madness. Now, nobody wants to do that. But they'll start listening really fast if you do that because that is their yeah. only money maker. They they own that. That's right. They, they don't they own will, the college. They will football go out thing. of business if the SEC and the Big Ten pulled out. They would. It would. I mean, you talk, you talked about the ratings Tennessee had on Saturday. Yep. A school that's never been to a Final Four. Yeah. Had some of the best ratings in, in all college basketball. Thank you for reading the blog. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Tennessee gets ratings that are commensurate with North Carolina. And, and programs of that ilk that have been the multiple Final Fours. Those are the numbers the Vols do when they're on television. And I, I had that today as part of our basketball report, and it's significant because you're dealing with a significant brand. And not only that, but if you go back to the bowl game, we were involved outside of the playoff game in the most-watched bowl game on New Year's Day. And the reason is that quarterback is a superstar. And guess what drives the bus? Superstars. People want to see superstars. The NBA is built around superstars. And this kid is going to be a superstar. The question is, how petty is the NCAA going to be? And are they willing to bite off their nose to spite their face? Because that judge told them yesterday, eventually you're going to lose. And our our fan base read that as you're going to lose next Wednesday, which isn't what he said, Richie. But he said eventually you're on, mm-hmm. you're on the wrong side of this as far as history goes, and you know you're on the wrong side of this. It's just a matter of how deep do you want to get in this for this petty grievance you have against the University of Tennessee. That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting. I almost think these hearings are a little bit premature, like you said, because until the notice of allegations happens. Yep. And a possible a suspension of Nico, you really don't. That's going to be where your damages are. That's going to be where yes. your, you know, your true punitive measures are. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, and Virginia file something if nothing happens next week. And, and, and I guess my fear and the fear of anybody else is, you know, I mean, litigators are litigators. They like to file something at inconvenient times for the other party. You know, they could be, NCAA could be real petty about this and decide to, you know, on August 29th, suspend Nico for either the season or six games. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we're up against it. And, you know, Tennessee immediately has to file some sort of, in, in, to get some sort of injunctive relief. Um, of course, then again, Tennessee could be real petty. And if we don't make the Final Four, file this right before their big event. And you know, take and make a big splash about it during the Final Four and embarrass them in front of their in their big money making endeavor. Um, so I mean, it can go both ways. But I, I think, I mean, it, I yeah, I I think this thing is uh, it's it's almost like we're watching a face off here, 
And I'm hoping cooler heads prevail and somebody gets to this commissioner and says, hey, man, you don't need to take up their fight. You don't. You, you just got here. This is this is silly, man. You, you, you're you're in a political position. Collect your four million dollars. Pass go. Leave them alone. Sean, you wanted to add. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've had phone issues. Uh, so I don't know if you've covered this. I can understand the legality of of you 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 can't claim um, you can't claim monetary because that's where you get uh, remunerated for damages. But the NCA does. You said like right before a game, but they, they know what they were doing. This is not the same signing day, but this is signing day. And so by doing by running this up the flagpole, they can indirectly. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, damage the University of Tennessee by mm-hmm. if a, if a five star kid tomorrow is down between uh, X Y Z and uh, U T and X Y Z appears to be the safer pick because U T is under some kind of cloud right now. Uh, no, that's damage. That's absolutely damage. If a transfer kid at the end of the spring yep. says, "You know what? I can go to Oklahoma or I can go to Tennessee." Well, you know what? You may not have your quarterback. Because every recruiter out there, regardless of who their guy is under NIL money, is putting that in their their recruits' ear. It's, it's maddening. It's true. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, and I and I absolutely agree with you, Sean. I think that's exactly why they did this when they did. I mean, th- this is an attempt, like you said. I mean, it's clearly an attempt to have a negative impact on Tennessee's football program because, like Tony said, they haven't suffered enough. But like I said, Tennessee can do the same thing to them. We could file something right before, or University of Tennessee and Virginia could file something right before the NCAA tournament and try to make that just a big circus and take all, because, I mean, you know, basketball people don't want to hear this, but football, you know, is still king and can take all the oxygen out of the room and say that, oh, by the way, if Tennessee wins this litigation, you know, the NCAA may not be able to negotiate basketball contract basketball deals in the future yeah we want we want your basketball rights uh hey hey richie thanks man it's it's interesting how this thing's gonna go it's gonna be really interesting what's gonna happen next wednesday is interesting uh it's exhausting the fact that we're here uh it is kind of real it is a little bit scary it's not totally scary it's a little scary and i do think their end goal the ncaa in a petty way, is to pull Nico away from Tennessee. I just think Nico's too good. I'm of the belief that if that kid would have looked like any of a myriad of quarterbacks that we've had in recent years, uh, we wouldn't be here right now. But he's the best player in the league, and that's what he is. I mean, he's he is the he is going to be the star player. He's like the kid at Carolina, but he's six inches taller. The kid that plays for the Carolina Panthers. Well, think about this for a second. It seems silly that they would let Michigan accept the national championship trophy. Yes. After that high profile nothing happened. scandal. Nothing happened. But they're going to take Nico's eligibility away because he performed very well in the Cheez-It Bowl. Nothing happened. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Just saying. And we'll get our next call in. You're on the air. Hi. Hey, Tom. Who's your ball, Ryan? Hey, who's your ball? Congratulations. We- You're... Uh, Loss over the weekend to Penn State. That was your your program's adorned in glory. Hey man, you know what? It's and here's what's pitiful is they're yeah. gonna ride Mike Woodson for another year. What? For for some reason. I I, I, I was I, laughing with yeah. why the other day. Brian, 
They won a big uh, game last night. I'm going to give Hoosier Ball Ryan something crazy. Brian, how many Sweet 16s have we been to since 2001? It's like six or seven, Northern right? Indiana. Six or seven, yes. Yeah. How many has Indiana been to? Who's your ball, Ryan? Two. How many? Two. Two. two We've been three. to three times as many. I think the number is two. We've been to three times as many Sweet 16s as I, you, basketball. Well, hang on, Tom. Give me a second. Uh, uh, 2002, they went to the national championship game. Right. So there's one. Big Z and Oladipo had the rematch with Kentucky when Kentucky won it all. There's two. And we, we were one of two teams. Oddly enough, Vanderbilt beat that team. But IU and Vanderbilt are the Since, only teams um, that beat them. And then we made it with uh, Zeller or, or with uh, Yogi Ferrell a few years ago. Love Yogi Ferrell. So th- six to three or seven to three, depending on the number we're counting over here. It's still embarrassing. Indiana Tennessee's been to... Yeah. How many, Brian? They've been to seven since 2006, since 2007. Oh, my. <laughs> seven through 2007. How do are we, Ryan, right now? How do are the Vols to get to a Final Four? And that's well, the bottom that's line. Well, be part of my call. Yes. The NCAA needs to think about this. Yeah. With respect to the last caller, I think what he's saying makes sense, except everyone, including the NCAA, is overlooking one thing. Nico is damaged if he wants to play for the Vols. God forbid he actually wants to play for them. Maybe not for free, but let's get real. If they tell him he can't play for the Vols, he is irreparably harmed. You can't tell someone, hey, what you're doing is legal and how you got here is legal, but you can't play there. You can play anywhere else in the world but there. Boy, that is such a great point. And that is irreparable harm. If he can't play for the team he wants to, he is irreparably harmed. And who's to say? Who's to say he wants to play anywhere else? Wow. And the NCAA needs to get their head around that. And here's the other thing they need to get their head Mm, around. mm -mm. Us and LSU are the only schools in America that compete for a national championship in four out of the five things anyone cares about. We're a little off in football, but we're coming. What are they going to do if they're screwing with the balls and their big thing? We win that natty in uh, April. And they had to give Michigan the embarrassing trophy. And they're going to turn around and give Rick Barnes, even though he's not tied to this, they're going to give the abrasive Big Orange Balls fan base their trophy in their thing. Are they sure they want to do this? Because we're going to compete in basketball. We're going to compete in baseball. We're not very good at women's basketball, but we're going to compete in softball. They're going to have to put up with us for a long time. Are they sure they want to do this and make us a storyline? Because us and LSU, we're abrasive, and I love it. Yes. We're not going to quit. We're no. not going to let this go. No, our we're fan not base. Going anywhere. No, that's right. That's right. And then on Nico, my goodness. So they're going to say, Nico, you can't play for Tennessee. Go to Ohio State for free. Wink, wink. And make that an illegitimate championship? Well, Sean and I were talking off the air, right? The kid at Georgia's flaunting his Lamborghini online yesterday. I mean, what in the hell are we doing? Hopefully he's not drag racing it. What are we doing? God, what are we doing? Seriously, what are we doing? And the NCAA wants everyone to believe that Carson Beck came back for the glory of old The glory. Of his Lamborghini. And that's pay-for-play. If you go to your coach and say, hey, man, I'm worth a lot of money. I I ain't staying here for $2 million. Price went up. That's pay-for-play. 
everyone is doing this. I just, they can't be this stupid tone. Why would they make Nico the bad guy? As you say, Nico, man, that guy has got star power written all over him. They want to make him the face of this? That Lamborghini that kid bought yesterday, I'm looking it up, is valued at $249,865. That's what he drove off the lot yesterday. And he can't hold a candle to Stetson Bennett. And we're worried about... And looks goofy doing it. And we're worried about... We're worried about a few flights Nico took when he rapped with rapper Andy. I mean, are we kidding? Well, look, I get it. I understand that they hate us, and we kind of deserve it. Got but away with it. Yeah, we got away with it. What, I, you know what? If we were in Nebraska football in the 90s where yep. we were insanely good at one sport, yep, and they wanted to punish us, and they said, we're taking football from you, well, Nebraska quietly goes away because in all the other sports they stink right now tennessee and lsu to varying degrees are the only teams in america that are competing to win a championship in the three big ones being basketball football yep. and baseball and really everything like yeah, uh, i'd like they, to push back yeah. against the we deserve it because that was the ncaa wasn't forced to accept or negotiate the punishment that ut doled out well that's True, but they accepted a, everything. In fact, they we tried to. In fact, they added on some at the end. That's well, like saying, say okay, you get ten years for this bank robbery. You do the ten years like a champ. You're a model. You're a model, model uh, prisoner. And then yeah. they come out and say, and this one was to hire you. Say, nah, dude, you, you did that way too easy, man. We're gonna throw <laughs> another five on you. On, on no, the other no, end, you're a multi. It's like on the other end, you're a multimillionaire, and they show up on your doorstep, and they're you know they've got some kind of tax charge on you because you got away you got away with it too too easily. We're gonna, we're going to look I in your you, tax returns. Yeah. When I say we got away with it, yeah. I'm trying to think of why are they screwing with the balls? It yes. doesn't make sense. The kid looked and too good on New Year's Day. Yeah. That's the bottom and line. And our fans, and this is why I love being a Vols fan. You talk yeah. about. We started this conversation with how pathetic Indiana is, that they, they don't care about anything. You can't have Mike Woodson be your coach for another year and claim to care about any sport, particularly basketball. God. Balls fans care so much. That's what's so fun about this. Y'all lost to Penn thing. State and that pickup team roster in your building the other day. Right, and and so Indiana won't fire a terrible coach and go hire a good coach. Y'all lost to that Penn State team, Ryan. Do you realize that? Do you I think there's any coincidence the between yeah, uh, him him staying and Bob Knight dying this recently? No, man. It, I tell people this all the time. When folks back home say, what's the difference between being a, a SEC fan and a Big Ten fan? I say the difference is the SEC cares. And the Big Ten pretends to care outside of Ohio State and Michigan. And Indiana tries to it's tell so people, well put. we care about basketball. Look, we care about basketball. No, you don't. Indiana won't fire a terrible coach. Tennessee will fire every coach till we find a good one. Tennessee that- will go scorched earth at the threat of hurting their sports. They care so much. And then you got the Big Ten schools of Penn State's up there like, well, I guess Franklin, it's all right, he wins 10 games, but we care. It's been Hundreds of thousands of dollars to come to our game. The guys make a ten million dollars a year. Hey, hey, Ryan, I appreciate you. The guys make a ten million dollars a year, and he literally wins against Mark Stoop's schedule every year. That's what they do at Penn. No offense to Penn State, but 
But that's Penn State football. Mark Stoops' schedule. They play some MAC teams. The bottom of that league, which the bottom of that league is a middle bottom. And there is a deep middle bottom in that league compared to this league. As we continue with more on the other side. We roll it back to Wiz, to Wiz, to Wiz. Tony White after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Celebrate love with Tillis Jewelry's exclusive Valentine's Day Pink Box Special. Surprise your special someone with an exquisite piece from our collection, elegantly presented in a charming pink box. Each box comes with delectable chocolates and is adorned with a beautiful white bow. My name is Jenna, and this Valentine's Day, let's make it unforgettable. Because when you choose Tillis, you're not just giving a gift, you're creating a moment that will be cherished forever. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Hi, I'm Kurt Green, and I'm with 7th Element, and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th, and we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite, and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., and you can find us at 7thElement.com, 7thElement.com. It's February, and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. 
This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Bow your head, because I'm bowing it, ladies and gentlemen. Tennessee Royalty now joining us on your TLD Logistics Hotline. The great Tony White, the we is, whose name has come up several times this year. And who's brought the Wiz's name up? None other than Dalton Connect. And we're going to talk Connect with the Wiz. And we're also going to talk uh, about the fact that his son, who we're going to acknowledge here, is an assistant coach with LSU Hoops, who are in uh, LSU uh, Hoops are in town tonight. His son, Ron Rico, is on their staff. And Tony White, I welcome you in against a divided loyalty day for you, my man. Yes, it is, Tony. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're so true about that. How weird of a feeling is that to think about your son uh, coaching LSU and he's in town and you're going to see him over there representing them against your school, the place where you chose to live after your professional career was over and a place just so special to you in Knoxville? Uh, well, Tony, of course, you know, that's difficult for me. It's going to be it's going to be bittersweet, uh, you know, tonight and everything because, uh, you know, I love the uh, UT base and the ball fans and, you know, and but also have, you know, loyalty to my son as well to uh, to uh, give him a lot of, you know, uh, you know, respect and, you know, for the things that he's doing uh, professionally at uh, LSU. So it's going to be. It's going to be kind of tough tonight. Wiz, talk to me here. Your name's come up because we haven't seen a guy like Dalton Connect in a generation plus. I mean, Allen Houston was a guy that could shoot the ball from distance. And I don't know how much of him you saw because, you know, you were kind of overseas doing your thing, playing in Belgium, other places, where you're a legendary right. figure overseas. I mean, Tony... Tony had a legendary career across the pond after becoming one of the more prolific scorers of his era in college basketball. This Connect guy has been here for half an SEC season after tonight, right at the one-half point. And I mean to tell you, your name comes up. Uh, and the other night when he had his scoring explosion, people were talking about you in the game against Auburn, which, by the way, right around Valentine's Day is going to celebrate Another birthday here, but uh, when you watch Connect play, Tone, what do you see? Well, basically, you know, let's, let's first of all let's let's do the definition between a shooter and a scorer. Okay, a guy that shoots the ball, he just that's all he can do. But Connect, he got all phases of the game. He got the drives, he got the pull up, and 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 also he just got the uh he can attack the rim. So he's he's that's a definition score because he can score in all phases of the game. And uh watching him uh is is exciting, you know, because I see him he get in the groove, he get in that moment and I kinda relax back to when I played and you get in that field, you're just trying to get the job done, trying to complete. And there's no defense, there's no player that can stop you. Like tonight, we had a guest on Ron Higgins yesterday who was talking about LSU, right? And I was telling you this off the air. Higgins said, man, I don't know what LSU is going to do with him. 
But when we have guests on, invariably they say that. Every once in a while, somebody will say, yeah, we have a great player defensively here. And they're going to throw him on, connect, and they're going to see what happens. But a couple of the games where connect went off, he wore out different guys from various teams. And, Tony, think back to your playing career, right? When opposing coaches, when you see a guy across from you, a coach or a staff, and they throw multiple guys at you, and you're having one of those nights, at that point you know you have them, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. When they, uh, well, yeah, of course. Of course, when you see uh, maybe uh, two or three guys, maybe four on you, yeah, you know that you're having a great night because they're trying to uh, keep a fresh body on you to wear you down. But but at that time, you're in the groove. I mean, you're in the moment. I mean, that, that goal is about big as the ocean, you know, when you're playing. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I have experienced that. What's it feel like, man? So that, it just—I mean, it's just that you know, you know how you know how everybody say it's a rhythm. You get in the rhythm, and uh, you know, you just out there. You know, every move you're making, it's, it's almost like you're just dancing. You know, the ball is in your hand, and you know everything is going well. Your jump shot, your your pen—you know, your penetration pull up. Um, I mean, I'm just saying it. And then plus, you know what the greatest thing is that your teammates know that and they're feeding you the ball. And so, you know, that, that makes it difficult for the, for the defensive player, you know, because everyone is looking for you. You know, they're running plays for you and, uh, you just have the green light. And, and, and man, that's a beautiful feeling. I can tell you that. Why are, why are there so few of these guys that come along? Cause really scores, right? You're a scorer. He's a scorer. I was talking to the great Mark Griffin about this. He goes, Tony, I don't know who else you'd categorize in that. Um, Grant Williams, when he played here, was kind of a back-to-the-bucket guy, kind of a lunch pail. Right. All-American. I mean, an awesome player. Great NBA player. You know, And, and he's reworked his game in the NBA. Tone, this guy, though, like you were talking about the other night, the other night in Rupp, he hit a long three ball on them. And then he had kind of a quiet night, but he had two dunks off inbounds plays, just loud, just yoking the ball in people's faces. I mean, a guy that can shoot the ball from the outside shouldn't be able to go down in traffic at this level and jam in people's faces. I mean, he can do whatever he wants out there, can he? Yeah, he can. I mean, I mean, you got to look at his 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 body. You know, I mean, connect what six six. Over two hundred some pounds, yep. but he's he's huh? he's 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 he has the prototype body, as you can say. I mean, and uh, he's delivering in every fashion. I mean, I'm just giving him props. Uh, I like his game. Uh, wow! I mean, I saw him play uh, early, early before the season even started. I went over to one of the practices, and man, and I was looking at this kid like, who is this kid? That was back in. That was back in August. I was like, man, this kid can shoot. Uh, and he goes to the rack. So, you know, it was just back in August I saw it. But he came and, uh, you know, he just he let the game come to him and he takes the responsibility. And uh, that's what he's doing. And, and, and believe me, we needed a player like that uh, this year, you know, uh, because last year we had problems scoring. So this year with, uh, with our defense, and now we got a go-to guy, and 
am man. The sky's the limit. Sky's the limit for us. LSU going to be able to defend him? Tony, what do you think? I hear you laugh. Look, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get you, get you in any heat with your son. Tony White's son, Ron Rico, is on um, uh, LSU staff after being a local uh, legend here in his playing days. Very good player. In fact, uh, two of Tony's sons, excellent players uh, here at the local level. Both went on played college ball. In, in fact, before we uh, stay on connect here. Tell me about your son and his journey and how he's gotten to high-level Division One basketball, which is something I bet you're really proud of. But I know he's had to work his rear end off to get there. No off days doing what he's doing. Well, true. You know, I mean, his his journey started off like, you know, I just told him, I said, what do you want to do, son? And uh, he told me he he, he wanted to um, he wanted to be a coach. And I said, okay, you got to get out of here from Knoxville. You don't have no connections here. Go back down to Chattanooga where all your connections at. And he did that. And he followed my directions and my instructions. I was just telling him really what to do, how to get there. And uh, he worked it. And he finally got on with Murray State and, uh, you know, McMahon. And McMahon, uh, you know, he brought him to um, to LSU. But he was at um, he was at William & Mary up here right across the line, the state line up in Virginia. Then he went to Gardner Webb, and then he went to Murray State, and so you know his journey. He worked at it, and uh, but you know it's just that the connection was good for him, and I'm proud of him for going out and pursuing what he wanted to do. And this McMahon guy that he's coaching with is somebody that we've done had him on the air down through the years and followed him, and he's won at every level. And he took a job there at LSU, which was kind of a thankless deal on the heels of their NCA stuff and. You know, all those players were kind of just evacuated and got out of there. And, I mean, they had kind of a, a band of gypsies last year, just kind of their pickup team. And this year, they're pretty good this year. You know, Tony? I mean, they and, and they, they've been in some games. They play hard. That's like a well-coached group they have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I watched them down in uh... – I uh, went to a tournament in, in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and I watched them play. And they play hard, and uh, they just—they uh, just as right now, you know, they're just really trying to find themselves. And lately, they've been finding themselves playing well. I mean, playing playing uh, with the uh, with the addition of the Cook guy who uh, transferred in from Tulane. So now they got a premier point guard, and they got all the players playing in their right position. So they're scary. That's what I'm saying. You, yeah. If they come and, and uh, you know, if they compete, uh, you know, we really got to come out here and hold court tonight. You know, it's funny. The kid from Tulane is a highly skilled guy, but he's kind of a ball-dominant guy. And they haven't been able to do offensively, run the, the, the offense that's probably optimal for them. So they've gone to bringing him off the bench, and it's worked. And, you know, that's a, that's an adult decision McMahon made there to take your premier player and say, hey, we're, we're going to start the game differently. And it's kind of worked out for them, uh, Tone. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's kind of hard to come, like, in the middle of the season like uh, Cook did to, yeah. to put his emphasis on the game when everyone's been playing at the beginning of the season. They've been – they 
play a different style of offense. And, uh, you know, it's a motion style. You know, you, you kick it and go, kick it and go. But Cook is more of a dominant. He got to have a ball in his hand and and do some things. So, yes, I mean, that was a, that was a great uh, coaching decision from McMahon to, uh, to uh, uh, you know, have him as the fifth, uh, the fifth player coming in off the bench. Bringing it down with Tennessee legend Tony White, whose son, Ron Rico, is a um, coach with LSU. So uh, no doubt T will be there tonight watching his son and his alma mater. And he was telling us how much he loves Dalton Connect. And Tony, it, it, it's funny. When you get a scorer like Connect, these guys come along like you, once a generation. You know, you guys are, you guys are unicornish. When you see sure. these types, though, you, you said this earlier. Kinnett could easily shoot more than he does. There, there are games where I this year he could have gone for 50 if he was a selfish player. He's had a couple opportunities now or got near that, uh, especially right. with the three-point line. In your day, you didn't even have a three-point line. Uh, the, the night you did what you did against Auburn, which generations of all fans are going to see your name. I mean, they're just going to go, how in the world did that happen? Um, but you're also a guy that was known as somebody that got your teammates involved. How do you do that? Because that seems like a tough needle to thread. Well, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, I can, I can honestly say this. It's, like you say, it's a team sport, and everyone has to play up to their strengths. And I think that, I think tonight, uh, you know, is, is, is a Ziegler and, uh, you know, Pascovi and uh, yeah. Triple J. If all of them play like they did up in Kentucky, yeah, it's going to be a hard night for them. Cause you know you got connect, and so I think that once you get your players involved and confidence, and and the players, the players are willing to work for you. That's my biggest confidence that I, the players will look in my eyes and say, "Hey, Tony, let's go, let's go ahead and do this," and that's just an encouragement to make me just just keep going and going and going because you know you're out there battling with your teammates, and uh, that's the biggest confidence that. Uh, that I enjoy. Well, and the thing about Dalton Connect is, and you'll love this, so after that South Carolina game the other day, we reported that he went to Barnes and said, hey, these veteran guys, Vescovy and Josiah James, we need to all sit down here and get on the same page. So Barnes, they had a meeting Friday before the game, and Connect told Barnes and told those guys, look, I want to win. I don't want to score points. And I think we can win, like really win, like win in March win. And I'd like your thoughts on that, Tone, because I, I think that is a tremendous development. And, and by the way, Rick Barnes, an old school coach, showing a lot of new school this year, turning the ball over to that guy at times. I mean, I didn't think he was going to do this, Tony, did you? Well, <laughs> Well, I clearly thought that once you know the players weren't playing to their level, yeah, and 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 Connect was the only one that was really he was just playing. I mean, you know, Connect is new, so he was just playing his game. It's the other players that 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 really need to elevate their game up to the way that they used to play. So. I guess that, you know, it kind of shocked a lot of people that he was running plays for Connect, but Connect was the only one that was doing things for maybe the last, I mean, for, you know, doing that run, what was it, uh, five or six games, you know? Yes. I mean, he was very consistent. So 
Okay, he was hot, so you got to feed him. But in order for us to go deep in the tournament, and this was Dalton, Connect is really, uh, he's seeing that because after the South Carolina game, everyone got to play to their level. Vestibe, we need that. Triple J, we need we need that. Ziggler, be the leader, the score. We need all that. We need, I mean, we we got the pieces, but right now it's like, hey, we, we marinating everything. We got to put everything together and put it on there, you know, like a good steak, you know, filet mignon. Mm. This is what we need everyone to come together. And, you know, this could be a very dangerous we could be a very dangerous team because I'm still think I'm playing for university. We win it all, Tony. Because I'm so excited. Tony, huh? this, team, this team could win it all. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I mean, you imagine how much fun that would be? See this team go to the Final Four finally? See this town? Oh, what this on. town would feel like, oh, T? Listen. I know. Listen, I am traveling with the, with the team. You know, we go to the NCAA t- tournaments. I yeah. am there because I'm excited. I, you know, they have the pieces. I am so excited to see him play, you know, all the time, you know. Yeah. Wiz, you're my man. Enjoy the day Uh, and your health. Great news on your health, huh? Yeah, great news on my health. And uh, I want to tell Vol Nation, uh, March the 12th would be my uh, five-year, how do you say, cancer-free. And I'll be ringing the bell. So uh, y'all might hear it all over Knoxville. <laughs> hey, March the 12th. Praise God, my friend. We love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, and, and, you, and my best to your son. Yes, sir. Thanks. And okay. your family. Thanks, Tony. Right. Tony White, one more time. Correction. He didn't want to correct me, but they did have a three-point line uh, back when he had his, uh, his huge game against Auburn. I'd love to bring him on to tell us about that. We ought to do a do a show on that and unpack it. So little video exists of that they time. play Auburn. In what? Maybe before they play Auburn, we can do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Bring the wheeze on. I love that guy's spirit. So here's where we're heading. TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. We're going to grab the great Marcos Garza tomorrow, who sends his regards and his regards, but here's what happened. He had somebody come in. They had a need, and he basically dropped everything for them because that's kind of who he is and how he rolls. And uh, I really appreciate Marcos. That's who he is and how he rolls. So he's going to join us tomorrow. But something came up at his practice, and he said, uh, send my regards, but I, I, I felt led to do what we did over here. And I, I said, "Don't please don't apologize. Totally understand. We'll get some calls in if you want to jump in, and our lines are lit up. So if you want to jump in, though, we do have one line available. We'll do TLD Logistics Overdrive over time. I do want to remind you, t- tonight, as soon as the game goes final, Garza Law, Tennessee Basketball Overtime, right here. Uh, and we will be on at tclub.team, also on our Twitch, Tony Basilio Show, Fakebook, uh, over on Twitter Spaces as well. And I think t- Tennessee is going to have a successful night tonight. Although in this league, who the heck knows. But uh, one thing's for sure. <clears throat> we woke Kentucky up, Brian Hartman. They went off on that poor Vanderbilt team last night. 
And this South Carolina bunch is pretty darn good, Bry. Two things we're going to have to kind of admit here. Well, Kentucky went off on them. I think they shot a ridiculous percentage from three the way they kind of did against Tennessee. I mean, they remained red hot, and they scored 92 points against the Vols. They went crazy And Vanderbilt just doesn't have Tennessee's firepower. They have two pretty good players. I I think Ezra Monroe could play for my team any day. I like that kid, how tough he plays, but... Yeah, it's uh, Vanderbilt's not the uh, defense they faced against the Vols for sure. On zone, I mean. So Vanderbilt doesn't have the scoring power. And South Carolina's got like say. twenty wins already, or some crazy thing. I mean, you talk about first to worst or worst to first, or I mean, are they like a contender in the league? I don't know. Are they? It's incredible the season they're having. At any rate. I want to thank the great Mark Griffin for uh, helping us point out that uh, Ron Rico White is a member of uh, LSU's coaching staff. And uh, I've got a soft spot for uh, McMahon, but not tonight. Not tonight, Oak Ridge, or not tonight, big boy. Till we meet again, we love you. TLD Logistics Overdrive, overtime on the way next. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.